0: You are here right now. Look around. It can be proven. Pinch yourself. Not hard. I don't want to get in trouble. If you're in the car, keep driving. But if not, look at yourself for a second. You are here. In this moment, the only moment that exists, you exist in it, as far as we understand existence. What and who you were is a reference point that has expired. Who and what you will be does not exist. Never has, never will. The future is only based on your perception of the past, and your perception is often wrong. You think, therefore you are. Nonsense, Nietzsche niche, whatever you want to say, he can stare at all the abysses he wants and have them stare back. But that is not how it is. That is a statement written from the human personality, from the ego. You are and you are, but you thinking it doesn't matter. This comes from a guy who lost his mind, lost his mind. How do I know I'm here? Was the question I asked when I got back from the hospital. I was sent there because I was running and I didn't know where I was or how to stop my legs. If you want to hear more about that story, there's episodes for that. But as I came out of this delirium, as I rebuilt my mind, hypnotherapists, psychiatrists, some personal development mentors who I've talked to about this said it was ego death. I think that that term has been used a lot in New Age and self-help. It's something that spiritual seekers strive for, but it's not fun. So let's call it ego death. What that means is that the personality that existed prior in Jet Dunlap in 2017 did not come out. I didn't choose it. I didn't plan it. I didn't time it. Was I working on myself? Sure. Was it a temple moment in my life? Yes. I had ceased to be able to exist as the person I was, and that person died. And it's not easy to come out of that either because you have to rebuild. But one thing I did learn is our brain is rented. It came from somewhere and we know where it'll go. I'm not going to go into the morbidity of where it goes, but you get it. You know what happens. You've been to funerals. It is rented. We do not own this life. This life is not ours. It was a gift. I'll tell you how you know it was a gift. How much say did you have in your existence? As an incarnated creature. My guess is very little. That'd be a safe guess too. (laughs) This is Jet Dunlap and this is psychotherapy. And I'm back. I'll tell you what I was up to a little later. Why do you care? That's the only question that should ever be asked by any show. Any advertising that's moral. Anything aimed at talking or reaching humans. Why do you care? Not what can I do to steal from you, what can I do to manipulate you, but why do you care? Why do you really care? What is this resonance that flows through all of us, that harmonization that is universal that would make it so you care? You care because knowing more about the human condition makes things like, oh no, I'm late for work, I wish I would die, (laughs) or that person pissed me off so much I want to kill them. I'm talking about your brain. I'm not saying what you'd say out loud. Obviously, people who are listening to this are not crazy. You know, again, crazy being something that is relative. In Catholic school, when I was a kid, crazy was wearing a shirt that wasn't the right color blue because we had a uniform. That was crazy. So that was a, a bit of a strict line. And then if you go to Burning Man, crazy, <laughs> crazy is very difficult to achieve. So you understand that this is on a spectrum. You should care because knowing that that terrible feeling or that great feeling is a neurological wave that ebbs and flows will make you less likely to try and hold on to the ethereal and therefore prevent dread, sadness, regret, nostalgia. We don't move through time, time moves around us. We know so little about the human condition, but we know more than we ever have. But knowing doesn't mean anything anymore. Taking knowing, uh, this software, and putting it into your firmware so it becomes a part of your existence has varying degrees of ease, okay? So here's a point. So pay attention with your ears, your nose, and your hair. How my life functions seems to be with a high level of difficulty. When things could have zigged, they zagged. 20 years trying to make it into a business that seemingly has rejected me. Now have there been people in the world who uh, have had less success? Oh yeah. Are there people who've had more misery? My gosh, I'm very lucky. Very gifted. Very blessed. All those things. I'm helping out a couple of students who are working on film. And some of the advice I give them, some of the help I give them, some of the tutoring, some of the coverage on their screenplays, some of the assistance in the actual filmmaking process meets with success quickly and at a level that I did not find in my own career. Why is that? Well, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. A great mentor of mine once said, Don't sign up for that class. You don't get to know that. When you get your own planet, you can set it up however you want, but when you're here, you're a guest. We're a guest. So we don't get to know. So Jet, how does that help me? I work at Spacely Sprockets, and I make sprockets. Little Jetsons there for you. How does this help me? It lets you deal with this creature that you are to understand what it says is important, what it says is definite, what it tells you needs to be done must be taken into context and must be looked at from a vantage point of, okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I want to do that thing? Sensation and reaction, widening that gap. Yesterday was one of the toughest days I've had in as long as I can remember. There were three hours yesterday where I felt so bad, I don't want to say depressed. I felt so bad that I could barely move. I mean, I'm sure I could have, but I didn't feel that way. This comes at a time where, here's the part where I go into what I've been doing, I have been working harder than ever on film. My films, other people's films, editing, writing, purchasing things for films, putting out fires that inevitably are going to happen issues with computers, issues with cameras, all that stuff, researching. You can spend a whole day just trying to figure out how to get data from one place to another. That sounds like life. Things are going in the right direction. I'm starting to feel nostalgic about my present. What does that mean? The clock's about to tick. The new chapter's about to come. I feel that way. So what does my body say? What does my ego tell me? Well, how does my ego feel about change? And what am I talking about when I say ego? I mean personality. Personality is just what your ego has decided you are. You are a teacher. You are a flight attendant, politician. Doesn't matter. You've been that for 20 years. Your ego knows that's who you are and will not accept anything else. That's why change is so difficult. Try and lose weight. Your body says, no, this is who you are. You eat ice cream every night. That's how you go to bed. You smoke weed every night. You drink every night. That's how you go to bed. That's what your ego says. That is who you are. Personality. Well, my body has gone through a lot of changes. My mind has gone through a lot of changes. And you heard about what they call ego death in 2017, my biggest change. But this change, finding acceptance, recognition for what I'm doing, that is not who I was. It's what I've wanted to be. A smaller scale of what my eventuality is supposed to be as far as I'm concerned, as far as I believe since I was a kid. And so my ego personality says you're going to die your wife's going to be taken from you your dog is going to be kicked by a steel-toed boot why why does it say that to my brain now remember i'm the dial turned up to 10 you have this at probably one or two but why does my mind say this is all going to be taken away because i'm trying to reject who i was yesterday and the personality sees that as the death of that personality. I used to be called Jeremy. My legal name is Jet. When I decided that that is who I was, and it took a while, it wasn't a name I gave myself, it's a name my mom or my uncle John gave me when I was like four or five. Neither of them know how it happened, but it's been something I was called my whole life. But when I decided that was a line in the sand, this is who I am going forward. Got it tattooed on my back a while ago. This is who I am. I write writing the new chapter. That's not easy to reinvent yourself. I do it a lot. There is resistance. And in my case, there's an actual name change, so that's kind of, you know, cinematic. It is hard to do that because you have identified so strongly with that person. Everyone knows you as that person. Now, in your life, remember this. I tell my wife this all the time. I tell the people I work with this all the time. For you, it may be instantaneous. It may be met with joy. I have a cousin who, the day after he quit drinking, and he wasn't what you would think of as a classic alcoholic. I mean, he was in his early 20s. Everything in life became incredible. Now, there's going to be varying degrees of that, but we're talking six figures before he was 25, taking photos professionally that are on the side of stadiums, hanging out with celebrities. People started loving him more. Everything happened for him with one decision. That has not been my experience. But it is my belief that the reason that that has not been my experience is because it's very hard to educate someone on this condition if you had success immediately. It took me 20 years of experience to have 20 years of experience. If you just flip the side of the record and all of a sudden everything's different from one moment to the next, you can't teach people how to go through what I've gone through. So I had to walk the path to be able to explain the road, the terrain, how to travel over it. Some of you, it will not be like my cousin. It'll be a little bit tougher, but you'll have a road. I didn't have a road. I had rocks and mountains and streams and snow. And maybe I made that for myself because I like a challenge. I don't know. It comes with decision, and then it comes with the understanding that who you are now, or who you were, depending on how you want to look at it, because remember, we're still dealing with the person you are at this moment, you know you have a past, you know you have a future, that may not exist, but it's still how your present exists for you, and you say, tomorrow I will be, well, it will meet with the gravitational pull of everything you have and are. Keep in mind... With my cousin it didn't but for some of us so don't project it all i'm saying is don't think that it's going to be like jet Dunlap. it won't it'll be easier i promise you it'll be easier for you your car your house your children your job your school your parents your friends your neighbors your religion your zip code all are a part of the gravity that you exist in this gravity exists on all levels of human existence through the universe the gravity of your personality. To change that, to be sober, to be a public speaker, to be a writer, to own a chain of kindergartens because you know how to teach kids in a way no one else does, to revolutionize an industry, it's going to take as long as you are connected to who you were. So why do it? Why do I care, Jet? That's how it started, didn't it? I'm going to tell you without any fluff because you have to, because that's why we're here. Nothing in the universe we exist in or the kingdom of God, whatever you want to look at it as is worthwhile without difficulty. Some kind of, we were brought into this world by a person who had to go through pain to create us. We come out screaming So you have to come out screaming and bloody and all that stuff. Hearing sound for the first time, seeing for the first time. Not an easy thing to be born. So you can have your first birthday with cake. So you can see Disneyland. So you can watch fireworks. So you can hear a river. So you can have your first kiss. Every good thing in life comes from something that was difficult. You want that body? You can't eat that ice cream. Or as much of it. You want that money? You have to give up the habits that are preventing you from that life. Now, are there other factors out there? Yes, because there's a lot of other humans on this planet that are also doing the same thing, either consciously or unconsciously, and you'll come up against them, so there's a variable factor here. But we're talking about what's within your control, which, you know, is decisions. The outcome varies. My cousin, quickly. Me, not quickly. I'm a teacher, he's not. I'm a professor of this, because I, you know, decided recently I'm a professor because I teach adults. Is that my ego? Probably, yeah, but uh, it amuses me at the moment. (laughs) As long as I know what it is, I'm okay. It's okay to swim with sharks if you're in a shark cage and you're with someone who knows. So I'm an ego wrangler. I don't want to make it too long here. I'm out of words. You walked with me down the psychopath. You held my hand. You looked into my eyes. Let's say they're blue. And you said, wow, Jeff. That's some stuff right there. And thank you so much. You tip your cap whether you have one or not. Thank you for listening. I will hear from you or see from you next time. Have a good night. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and rate our show. Also, recommend it to people. If you heard this episode and it meant something to you, it'll mean something to someone else. We know that's awkward. We know it may even feel a little weird, but imagine if someone you send this episode to gets inspired. That'd be pretty incredible. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.